Welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate, an exclusive real estate platform created to take your real estate career to the next level. My name is Matt Smith and I run the number 15 real estate team in the nation. For years, I've had mentors and colleagues pour into me and now it's my turn to give back. This is not your typical real estate podcast. I work in the trenches every single day and I'm offering you real advice. No bullshit, no fluff, no theories, these are proven processes that will take you to the next level, no matter where you are in your business. My team was also featured as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the nation. And I'm also a real estate coach through Cheplak Select Coaching as just another way for me to give back. So I have just one question. Are you ready to give it your all or nothing? All right, welcome to All or Nothing in real estate. This is episode three, and today we're gonna discuss why core values are critical to your success. So Matt Smith here, um, the founder of All or Nothing Real Estate. I've got my co-host, Colin. Colin, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Colin's here to keep me in line so I don't get off uh, off topic too much. So Colin, let's dive right in. Let's talk about core values. So um, we, as a company here at Matt Smith Real Estate Group, practice core values. And I want to share this with other real estate agents and just other people in general, that core values it's a buzzword, have core values, right? And people think that, well, if we just put core values on the wall, um, well, we've done, we've done what we're supposed to when we start a business. But what I wanna dive into in this episode is that there's a lot more to it than just that. Um, and so one of the things that my coach, John Sheplak, taught me is core values aren't values. He calls them principles because a principle is law. And so what he means by that is whenever you're breaking down your values, Values are something that, yeah, that would be cool if we could do that. But when you make it a principle, it's you do that every time without fail, no matter what. Um, and so it's very, very important to realize that core values are something that you need to live by every single day. These are something that it's not just, oh, this sounds like something I want to do. No, this is something that you hold people accountable to. You coach them up by, and it's there's so much to values that we're going to dive into today. So let's talk about why they're important. Well, I mean, and on that, like just to say I'm a hardworking person versus you are a hardworking person, saying and doing are very different. Um, and that's why uh, core values are so important. Are you living it or are you just talking about it? That's right. Talk's cheap. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so values to me are something I've built my, not only my business on, but my personal life on. Um, and values are very important to me. And it's in if you haven't heard my story, go back and listen to episode one. Uh, me and my beautiful wife tell, I think it's a two and a half hour podcast about our story, where we came from, very in depth. So no need to repeat that. But I um, highly recommend you guys check that out to realize that values, when I say that they're important to me, you'll understand if you listen to the episode on why they're important. Because if you're in environments where values aren't important, um, you realize how important they actually could be. Um, and so our core values are everything. Our culture is everything in our company and in my personal life as well. And so that's another important note too, is core values aren't just about business. It's not just, oh, well, I can turn the switch on when I get to work and talk about how I'm going to be with core values, right? It's how do you actually live outside of work also? Too many people come in and they try to pretend to put on their face of now I'm in business mode. Work-life balance is bullshit. It doesn't exist. You live one life, right? And so why are you trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not when you're at work? Because, oh, I need to put on this face of these values. Right. Be who you are. Be authentically you. And whatever values are important to you, um, most of the time can transfer over to your company, your organization, your team, et cetera. 
100%. Yeah, no, if you're putting on the mask, you can hide it for a little while, but that leaks out real fast. Uh, people start to, if, you, if you're pretending to be selfless on a regular basis, uh, but then people start to notice that you're not. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't pretend to be who you are. Yeah, 100%. And, and so let's talk about, let's dive in a little deeper, Colin, on why values are actually important. Um, I think we kind of skipped over that. It's values are important for so many reasons, but if you don't have a guiding path, right, of where I want to, what I want to achieve, how I want to help people, how I want to conduct my life, my business, et cetera, then you're just kind of flying blind, right? And so values, when we spend a lot of time discovering our core values for me personally and for the company, um, it just so happens they're the same ones um, because what's important to me in my personal life is also important for me in business. Um, and so it's, if you don't have those values to lie back on, when you come to a fork in the road, so to speak, I always look at my values first. What, what do I actually stand for and why do I stand for it before I make that decision? And that way I can look back three, five, 10 years down the road and realize I made this decision because this was based on my values. It was based on the long term. I think too many people play, well, I want the instant gratification and I want what feels good to me now versus what do I actually want in the long run and why do I want it? And I think values are a way to help you discover why you want things in life and how you need to act and what you need to do to, in order to achieve that. 100%. And when you have those difficult decisions like you're talking about there, if you actually live and breathe your core values, when those difficult decisions arrive, they won't be difficult because you'll know yep. what you need to do. It may still be a rough decision, it may be a difficult decision, but it's not going to be difficult to know which one to choose. You're going to say, dang it, all right, that one right there. Um, this person, for example, doesn't fit our culture, and as much as I really uh, enjoy what they, they bring to the table, um, culturally, they're uh, not a good fit. Yeah. And this is, yeah, it's 100%, and that's, it's, I'm going to tweak a little bit of what you said, is that it's, it makes it easier to make that decision, but sometimes it also makes it harder because it's not the decision that is that fits your instant gratification or your immediate need. But I highly encourage, and we'll probably tell a story here about some stuff that I've done in business to get to where we are that I've put culture first and it, it hurt my pocketbook in the short run, but it was because I knew what I wanted and why I wanted it. And I feel like a lot of those micro decisions along the way, some of them big, some of them little, but always putting culture first, always putting my core values first has helped us achieve what we've achieved. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I filmed a crazy amount of interviews with the employees here, and the thing that they always mention the most is they're like, I love the culture. I can't believe the culture here. Um, just the other day, uh, the, uh, the girl that I was interviewing, she's like, I don't understand how this is possible uh, in this location. It just completely blows my mind. And you say, well, how do you make that happen? It comes from your core values. That's where it starts. It, it says, yeah, yeah. 100%. That's where it starts and where it ends. That's it. Like, that's the secret is core values. And so that's why this is, it may sound like, oh, this is just a little episode. But, like, I'm telling you, I, I'm fortunate enough to uh, be a Cheplak coach now um, through Cheplak Select Coaching. And one of my coaching clients, she said, all right, where do I start? My team's a mess. Where do I start? Guess where we started? What, do you, what is your mission statement and core values for your company? Well, we kind of, we talk about doing this. I said, nope. You need to write them out, write definitions. You need to put thought into this and you need to say, here's my vision team. Here's what I think we should do. I want your input. This is your team too. What values stick out to you? What do you think we need to add and come and work together as a company and paint the picture as a leader? But you can't paint the picture without saying how we're going to do it. And how we're going to do it isn't a business plan. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how are you going to do it 
with your values by, we're gonna make decisions as a company based on this, this, and this. And what we are trying to accomplish is this, this, and this. And so it always comes down to core values, always. Um, and so it's, it's the number one thing that I think you can do as a business owner to set yourself up for success. And like Colin said, it's, 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 it's surreal, the culture we've created. Yeah. But it's always because we put core values first, no matter what, without fail, every single time. It's cost me tens of thousands of dollars doing it. But guess what it's gained me in the long run? It's because we always put those values first. 1,000%. Yeah. And it makes all the difference, as we've seen. It, it will create your success uh, in the long run. And like you said, it's, it's crazy that, so for all of you business owners out there, all you people who want to start a team in real estate, whatever, you may think this is just uh, rah, rah bullshit, but it's not. I can go to anybody in my organization and Colin films them. I'm not there. Yeah. Right. And he asks them, what is, what do you like most about our environment? A hundred percent of the time. What do they say? Culture. Every single, like the point that I know that what they're going to say before they even say it. I'm like, why do I even have this question? Because yeah. they're going to say culture. Yeah. Like, which, which is, it's it. like I just got goosebumps yeah. literally when you said that because that's what we set out to create by this. And that's what we set, set out by putting these core values in place and building this organization is because I wanted to build a place not only for clients and community to come to, right? And knowing that they could trust us with their real estate purchases, by the way, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, purchase or sale of their entire life that we are privileged to help handle in this business, right? Yeah. And so if you don't have values as a real estate agent, even if you don't have a team or a company, you better check yourself in the mirror because you are supposed to be doing a service to the clients. So what do you actually stand for? It's not just about, oh, I get a quick sale or I'm a good salesperson. What do you actually stand for as a person? Um, because that really aligns with people. But the where I was going with that is it, it's, it's crazy to think that we set out to build this great culture and I'd never been a part of one like what I thought was possible. Mm -hmm. And it's we have an amazing culture, don't get me wrong, but what's cool is I know it's getting better every single day yes. because everybody in this company is bought into the culture, loves the culture, and wants it to be better every single day. I think that's key is, uh, is the education side, honestly, because you can know what your core values are and the idealistic company, you're saying, all right, we'll have this core value yeah. and everyone will be selfless and everyone will go the extra mile, like all that kind of thing, but actually then translating it. So how have you kind of taken what was on paper and made it actually in the company itself? Um, so it's not easy, right? But number one, you have to have it in paper. Yeah. And so, and you have to, we said this earlier, actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. So all of you listening right now, Colin, you are a leader. There's people in your life that look up to you. And guess what? So I have two, I have two little girls. And they don't listen as much to what I say as they watch what I do. Everybody watches you. You are a leader. Everybody in the world is a leader to somebody. Most, most of the time, multiple people. And just because they don't say anything doesn't mean they're not watching. And so first and foremost, you have to lead by example. As an example, if I one of the, the core values that I take to heart is accept responsibility. Because as the leader of this company, as the leader of my family, as, as a leader in the community, whatever it is, just as a person, I always, always, we talked about this in a team meeting yesterday. I always, I have a saying that I say to myself, and I used to say it out loud until now it just got internalized. When something goes haywire, I look in the mirror and say, what could I have done differently? That's the very first freaking question I ask myself. And most people in this world are too much pointing the finger. And I think that alone right there has helped shape our, our culture is because agents, team members, operations don't hide from problems. Yeah. They own their own problems because they know, guess what? In this, in this culture, you're safe. 
and we're not going to attack you when you make a problem. If you admit you had a problem, guess what? We'll jump in and help you fix it. Mm -hmm. And you're leading by example at like every single meeting. You're saying, I could have done this better. I could have done And then that invites and creates a safe space for everyone yes. else to say, you know, also, I think I could have done better on this. Yeah. You built that in by leading it, um, by being that example. Yeah. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head there. It's a safe space. Too many organizations try to lead from the top down. You cannot run an organization from the top down. That's not how they, that's not how they run. That's not how they grow. They grow from the bottom up. And so what you need to focus on as a leader, say you don't have any core values. I'm going to talk to multiple people. If you don't even have any, first thing you do is need to create them. Not only create them, put thought into it and see why it's important to you. Whenever we, I spent hours and hours and hours brainstorming. And I did a lot of research. I found companies that I thought were running well. And I said, what are their core values? And I researched and I grabbed their definition and I'm like, all right, so I kind of understand that, but I think I think it means more to to me like this way, right? So and if I you're put going it in my about words. creating your values, you say look around and say, what do you like? What are businesses that stand out to you? Cultures that you're like, I want some. Of, and I would not love necessarily some of just businesses, yes, but yeah. so first look within, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you can't come up with any within, you need to keep looking. Um, but then as you're just. I, I always like to find other people that are doing things that I admire, that I look up to, mentors, whatever it may be, and find out what, are, what has helped them propel, right, to be successful. And so I found mentors, businesses, other things that I follow just because I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always, always learning and finding other people that have done things that I admire and learning from them, right? Um, and so one of the things I learned is how have they got to this, this place? Well, here's their values. There's a reason. Right. And so you, there's a common theme of, of, among the elite. There is. And it, it's most people have the misconception of if you become successful in this world, you have like like it's the, the bad, bad taste in their mouth about money. Right. Well, money's evil. Money's this, whatever. Um, but most people that are successful and that remain successful, I'm not talking about the people that make, um, oh, they're successful for their area. I'm talking about the people that are successful, meaning that you, you mentioned their name and half the world knows who they are, yeah. right? That level of success, those people have not gotten there by taking advantage of people. They have gotten there because they live and breathe by their core values and they are focused on making the world a better place and helping people achieve their dreams. For sure. Every yeah, single time, every time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, something that I wanna hit on that you mentioned a little bit earlier is you said you're a lifelong learner. And I think it's interesting that that has translated to one of our core values of education. Yeah. That you said, in my personal life, I'm always looking to improve myself to say, what can I do better? How can I uh, learn more? And then you see that perfectly, education. Yes. And, and then that has translated to everyone else as well. Um, yeah, and, and again, going back to episode one, um, I highly recommend you check it out because I talk about how that, that right there is what propelled me in wanting more in my life, is going out and seeking what is possible. And the only way to do that, in today's world, we have it lucky, right? Used to, you could find maybe a cassette, right, that had Tony Robbins on it. Right. You know, I don't know what they had back then, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, now there is so much content out there for free. Yes. Um, and we are trying to be one of those avenues to help people. Um, I'm on a mission to, that's why we're doing this. This is a passion project. Colin, how much money are we making from this podcast? Zero. Not a dime, because that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it to give back. We're taking time out of our busy schedule to give back to others because I have realized that the world works in mysterious ways. And if you give people just for the reason of giving, you're going to get more than you ever imagined. And I already, I already have received more than I ever imagined I could. And so I'm trying to give more yeah. just because I feel like there's other people that I can help. And 
to be honest, when I got into real estate, I, was, I didn't have core values. That's why it's important, right? I did not have core values when I got into real estate. I got into real estate because I needed money. I developed core values once I realized what I was doing and how I could help more people. And so that has translated to my life has continually excelled since then because I always go back to my values. And one of the things that I've realized as I've, I've experienced a little bit of success throughout my life is that I've, I've, the feeling that I get when I make a lot of money or the feeling I get when I help people, I want to help people. That feeling, you, there's no amount of money that can replace it. There is nothing that can replace it. And that's that's why we're doing this. 1,000%. Yeah, no, go back and listen to episode one, Matt. Uh, you can kind of hear Matt's uh, journey on developing his core values, um, particularly uh, with the, the piece of the work environment that you were in was not living by the things that were true uh, to your heart. And you didn't know it 100% yet, but then at the more time you spent in it, the more you were like, this does not connect with me. Yeah. To the point that, um, you know, that, that moment that you threw away your calculator saying, no, this isn't about the numbers. This is about the people. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, do, do some real uh, deep diving and then go, all right, so now I want to share this with the rest of the company. Yep. Um, and so when you're creating core values is you need to create them, you need to write them down, but you also need to think them out as to what what does core, this core value mean to me? And what does this mean to the company? And then write a little definition of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's where a lot of people go wrong is they have a core value, but not everybody in the company understands what that core value means, right? And so you can, you can create your own definition of what, like as an example of what, what we talked about earlier, accept responsibility. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you and what does that mean to your company? And so I highly recommend that you put that much thought into it. It's so important in our company. If you come and join our company, I don't care if you're an agent, your staff, you're whatever you are. The very first thing, piece of paper that you get that you sign is here's our core values and you believe in them and you abide by them. Mm -hmm. We put it in the contract. That's the first thing before we talk about anything else. Because if you don't abide by those, you're not going to fit here. It's just not going to work. Yeah. No, it, it's more important that you follow the, the core values than it is that you do a fantastic job because the core values will create a fantastic uh, work ethic. 100%. And how many people do you, do you have you met and, and listeners out there, think about this, how many people do you know that want to be micromanaged? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> it just, it, nobody, right? Yeah. It just, yeah. So um, don't get me wrong, we have fantastic performers and, and we hold them accountable, but we, but we try to do it in the right way because micromanaging doesn't work. Um, and so if you can create your core values to not only do the right thing because you want to help the clients or whatever you want and help the agents, but also structure your core values so that you can help them be set up for success. Mm -hmm. I mean, back to accept responsibility. That not only helps you become a great person, but if you can accept responsibility for maybe why, as an agent, why you didn't reach your goals last year, and you can look in the mirror and accept responsibility for that, and you do that on your own without your leader having to tell you, what do you think you're going to achieve the next year? So much more. Because you actually self-discovered and realized, you know what? I'm the problem. Mm -hmm. That's, I just got goosebumps. Like, because that's how you can change people's fucking lives. Yes. For real. That is how. And so you have to, it's so important, guys, that you create these core values. Mm -hmm. Now, the looking in the mirror, that's definitely the, the biggest first step is to, once you can get it for yourself, that is going to um, 
you're going to lead by example, and that's going to make a, a crazy amount of difference. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the piece of translating that to your team, because you can really own it, and then it can be really frustrating when you are taking responsibility and no one else on your team is, or yep. no one else is being selfless, or um, whatever your core values are. It can be frustrating, if, especially if you're trying really hard. Um, so what are some ways that you've uh, helped keep, one, you definitely uh, kind of kept those in the, the front, but how do you keep these core values front and center for uh, Matt Smith Real Estate Group? So first and foremost, you have to empower them that they are their core values as well. And so it's important to get their input and understand why it's important to them, especially if you're, I remember starting out, we had several team meetings where we, we created a committee to build our core values. Right, and everybody had input that wanted to have input, yeah. which was everybody. Um, and we changed, so we had originally had some that we created and we changed them and revamped them. And we've just recently done it again. Mm -hmm. Guess how we did that? We had feedback, right? right? And well, so, and not changed. Um, yes, uh, well, the first time we changed them. Okay. Um, so as an example, we had one of our core values used to be always be learning mm -hmm. because it was internal face. We always need to um, be learning, be, like I said, I'm a lifelong learner. Right. And that is what has helped propel me in my life, right? One of the things. And so I want to share that with others because it's important that I continue to level up, not only for personal life, for family, for whatever it may be. I just, that learning has always, if you can apply what you learn, then you can change your life, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm proof of it. Um, and so the, we changed it though, um, because there was an agent on the team who's, who's uh, unfortunately no longer with us, uh, meaning that she tragically uh, passed away but uh, this core value will never change because she's the one that changed this. Is she said that I think we should change that to education. And I fought her at first. I remember this conversation. I'm like, no, because we need to always be learning. Right. She was talking about educating the clients. And she said, well, one of the things that we do, and Matt, you talk about this all the time, is you, we want to educate the clients. That is part of our role and responsibility as a real estate agent. We don't just open doors. We need to educate them about the home buying, home selling process, right? And the more that we can educate them, the easier it is for them to make these decisions. Then we become a resource. And when she said that, I'm like, you're right. And, and so wow, what we did is now education is a staple of what we do, but it's two-facing. Yep. It is education, meaning we need to educate the clients, the community, the consumer, but we also are always working on our internal education and we're always learning internal so we can level ourselves up so we can educate them high, on a higher level. Well, and that feeds back to the definition that you were talking about earlier. When you say education, yep. what does that mean? I think one of the things that has really helped keep that alive in the company has been every Tuesday meeting, we have, um, you, we'll have several of the team members call out a core value amongst yep. one of their uh, team members, but then that team member reads out the definition. So it's repeated over and over and over again 100%. to say, what does education mean here? What yeah. is it, uh, and repeating that. Over and, and that's so important that you pointed that out is because it's, if, if you just put, and too many companies do this wrong, right? And so I'm just trying to help you guys in the way that we do, it's not perfect, right? Come up with your own way, but just learn from my mistakes. Creating a core value is not where it ends. It's where it starts. You have to create it and you have to communicate it over and over. It's rinse and repeat. Um, I, I don't remember, it's like the, the, the human brain actually processes something after between the seventh and 12th time it hears it. Yeah. And so until you tell them 12 times, they didn't even hear you the first time. Yeah. Right? And so just saying the core values and putting them up on the wall, you're wasting your time. What is the, number one, what are the core values? Can your team recite them? Number two, do they know what it means? Because just a word is worthless without a meaning. And so it's so important that you continually communicate and rinse and repeat that. Also, one of the things that we do to get people to buy into our core values and 
and really make them a staple of our company is we we try to as as leadership as myself and the leadership team as we've grown we work every single leadership meeting we talk about this is we need to communicate in our core values to our team so if colin does something great on the team not I, I need to give him an attaboy, right? Absolutely, we need to. But if I can tie that attaboy to a core value, yep. it means so much more. Because now he realizes not only he did a great job, but you did a great job because you were disciplined in this area, right? You did a great job because you built a great relationship here, yeah. right? What If you can tie that in when somebody does something good, then they want to do more of that good. Everybody in this world, it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Everybody wants recognition. Everybody. Yeah. And if you say that you don't, I promise you, you want more recognition than everybody else. So remove that layer and get your ego out of the damn way. Because those people that say, well, I don't need recognition, you need recognition more than anybody else. You, you're just trying to be a hard ass, so stop it. You're and not fooling anybody. It may look different than what um, you think, like you might not be the kind of person that wants to be shouted out in front of uh, or, or go up on stage or something like that. But... Um, having that recognition, even just saying, hey, you did a great job, yep. that kind of thing, it goes, you internalize it. Yep. You, um, and it was something you were mentioning earlier of tying it to a value. I love that we do, um, it's like once a month, we give out awards um, for uh, an employee based on each of our core values. Yes. And um, so I got one of... Uh, what was it? A few months ago, or looking like in bragging. Yeah, I was gonna say not to. I got the be humble uh, award. <laughs> no, I got I got be selfless. But um, it it was very humbling in the sense that it was like, oh wow, this is very neat that everyone sees this around me. And then I put I wore that now or I wear that as because it's up on my wall and it say I am I am selfless. I am uh, I am <laughs> I am so a person. Does that? Let me ask you this, just a um, impromptu here. Yeah. Is that does that make you want to do more of that core value? Exactly. Uh-huh. 100%. And it's so fun to go into other people's office and go and see all their little uh, awards and stuff and go, exactly, yep. 100%. This person uh, embodies that perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, you, you're you're training your entire team to value those values um, and, and why it's important um, and, and, and showing it in them so they can recognize it in themselves. And they go, oh, wow, okay, how can I uh, improve this for others? Yeah, and so that's that's one part of it, and 100%, and thank you for that, yeah. uh, putting that perspective from you, somebody that received one of those, right. because that's that's the intent behind it, is that, number one, we want to recognize people that do a great job, um, not only on a daily basis, but on a, hey, who, who should we recognize for the last month? Who stands out? And do they stand out in a core value, right? Because, guess what? That is our values that we always go back to. If you, if you follow these core values, you are going to do a great job for the company. Mm-hmm. To your point earlier, too many people go by KPIs, meaning um, they, they think, well, did, so Colin's a videographer. When's the last time I said, how many videos do we get out this month? Like mm-hmm. that, you need to track some of that right, stuff right. at a certain extent to run a smart business. But what's more important to me and our company is that Colin fits our core values and realizes what we are trying to accomplish here and what the vision is and that he's a good fit for it. Yep. Because now I trust him to seek out that mission versus trying to say, we need to, um, which I do say this sometimes, <laughs> we need to squeeze out more videos. But, but yeah. I don't do that based on, oh, well, our quota was 10 videos and we only got eight. Right. That's not how that works, because if I if I can lead and and you can work based on core values first, 
I believe that you're going to accomplish more than that quota to begin with. 100%. And you're going to enjoy doing it. Yeah. I'll give you another example. I've had a, a couple new employees that uh, were overwhelmed with the world of real estate. And they're like, I, I'm so, there's so much going on. I'm afraid I'm going to get fired. There's just, I, there's no way that I can keep up with all this. And I said, no, no, no. Listen, we didn't hire you based on what you can do. We hired you because you fit our core values. Yep. We hired you for uh, who you are as a person. And it, as long as you fit that and continue to grow in uh, in all these things, and we'll support you in that, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yep. Like, 100%. And, and, all, How, and time out. Day. Let me interrupt. Yeah. How crazy is that, that the videographer for our real estate company had that conversation with new real estate agents? Yeah. You want to talk about core values spreading throughout the company? That's mm -hmm. a perfect example right there. Yeah. Yeah, the, the company is, I think you use the term, like it, it ends up policing itself yep. at that point. That is like, because you've, you've shared it with me and I'm like, I know this is, um, I'm like, <laughs> don't overthink this. You're fine. I know what our company stands for and you will never be fired based off of that. Yep. You would be, um, it would be something completely different. Um, yeah. So to that point that dude, that's so, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. But that's, that solidifies our point here is that when you can create a culture and core values that are so ingrained in everybody in the company and they feel like it is their values, it is their company, it is their culture, yeah. guess what? They want to do everything they can to fucking protect it mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. cost. Mm -hmm. And when, when I say organizations don't grow from the top down, that's exactly what I fucking mean, yeah. is that organizations grow from peer to peer and from bottom up. And so if Colin, our videographer, is calming down brand new agents who they have work relationship, absolutely zero, yeah. right? Completely separate departments of the company. Yep. But that number one, we have safety. These mm -hmm. agents felt, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. They talked to where Colin could at least hear it, right? Yeah. They feel safety to be able to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? And then Colin takes initiative to say, you know what? Actually, you're going to be fine because of this, this, and this. Yes. Like, dude, that's, that's a, we could stop the stop this right here, right there. Hundred percent. Like that's that's it. That that's that's what you have to create as a company because mm -hmm. if you don't have that and you just have a company that is you're a slave driver, you're doing this, you're doing that, whatever. It's just it's not going to work. It's just not going to. And so it all goes back to core values. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, I I think we can pretty much wrap up with that. And yeah, to to reiterate all the points, start with looking in the mirror. Start leading from the front, um, and then once you find those core values begin uh, translating them to the rest of the company, and then you'll uh, everyone else will b begin to internalize those, and then it'll just continue to multiply. Yeah, um, one more quick point before we wrap up is, yeah. so part of transferring that to our, um, to, to the rest of the cu culture and company is, yes, you need to, and this learn from me leaders as you're listening, is as you're growing something, whatever, is I am very, very self-aware. And one of the things that I'm very good at, I'm gonna say, I say this humbly, but one yeah. of the things that is my strengths is that I'm good at finding holes. Mm -hmm. I'm good at finding what can Colin do better? Mm -hmm. What can every person do better? Including myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm my own worst critic. So it's, um, but what I've come to develop in my leadership skills is that I attempt to recognize people twice as much on their gifts versus improve their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Because you have to also make sure that you are, you, you don't, if you're, if you're a leader out there and you're, you're digging too deep into their wounds, into their holes, mm. um, that, that's just not a great way to lead. You have to have a good combination of both. Yep. Like you want people that want to improve, but the best way to get people to improve is to make them feel apart and feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, so the other part of that though, is you also as a leader need to improve people mm -hmm. by their core values. So if somebody is not doing something they're, 
they're slacking at work. They're 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 not showing up on time. They're right. they're maybe as an agent, they're not putting in the work they need to. Mm-hmm. They um, had a client upset, right? That they maybe could have done something differently. Yeah. Instead of yelling at that person and pointing the finger and, and screaming, if you can pull them in and ask them, the very first thing you need to do as a leader is ask them what what do you think you could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about our culture is almost every single time I have those conversations, they answer with a core value because it's been ingrained in them so much that it's there's a core value that ties to it that could have helped them improve. Because it'd be easy to say, oh, well, this person was just being difficult and this, this, and that. Instead, they're going, no, honestly, I think I didn't educate them enough on, yep. on this particular transaction. And because of that, they didn't know what to do moving forward. Yep. So moving forward, I need to be better at that. And you're like, great, cool. You yep. need to journey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that doesn't happen overnight, no, right? No. And so the way that you do that is every time that you have one of those conversations, you as the leader have to lead by those core values. Yes. And so if there is something that an agent needs to educate somebody better, if mm-hmm. an agent needed to um, go the extra mile, if an agent needed to take initiative, right? And so whatever, whatever it is, tie any core value if you can actually lead them to improve whatever the situation was by that yes versus saying hey you just didn't you you did this terribly right mm-hmm. say hey i i understand like hear them out and then say but do you think that if you would have taken initiative we would have had a better outcome right and every time yes because what what is the first thing that i do as a leader and i communicate to the team mm-hmm. when something goes wrong i look in the mirror first every situation everything in this world you you could have done something differently yourself to have a different outcome mm-hmm. most people in this world point the finger first don't get me wrong i'm not saying that everything's my fault no. but i'm also saying that i look in the mirror first and, mm-hmm. I, and i i encourage my team to do the same are we perfect no mm-hmm. but if you in t- intend to do that then that makes a huge huge difference and you can improve people's performance based on their core values mm-hmm. You know, something I realized we mentioned all these different core values, but we never actually listed what uh, our, our companies are. Yeah, uh, so I mean, we mentioned a, a bunch of different ones, but um, and we've rehashed it a couple different times to make them more uh, complete. But what is it? Yeah, What's so our core values now. So and we've done this a couple times, and I, Colin can back me up on this. Is I've had I've had the gurus, I've had coaches, I've had um, other people that I'm fortunate to be in business with as we've developed, and our core values have been the same for three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so three, four years ago, we were selling 200 houses. Now we're selling we're going to be over a thousand this year, yeah. right? And so during that progression, that growth, the rooms have gotten different than I'm, my acquaintances, right? Which is mm-hmm. awesome because I'm always leveling up who I'm around. Yeah. Um, a quick note is your Proximity is power. So who are you close to, right? And make sure you get in the right rooms. Um, it's a whole separate podcast, but yeah. it just popped in my head. Um, and so that I want uh, I want you guys to realize that I was a stickler on my core values. I believed in them and to my core that mm-hmm. I told everybody, as soon as somebody said, hey, your core values, you have too many, I basically told them to fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, it's not your company, stay the fuck out of it. Uh-huh. My core values mean everything to me, so don't you touch them, yeah. right? Like I yeah. was defensive, yeah. right? And so, but what I've realized over the years is that maybe we do have too many. And what, mm-hmm. what really hit me upside the head is somebody asked me one day at a conference, well, what are your core values? I named them all, mm-hmm. but I had to think. It took me a while to get them all, because we had 10 of them, Yeah, yeah. right? And so I'm like, all right, now I need to self-reflect and say, all right, what can we do to, all of our core values are important. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get to that in a second, but let's go back to our core values, what they were before we just did this recent update. Yeah. And so it was integrity, go the extra mile, stay humble, be disciplined, take initiative, build positive and fun relationships, 
education, be selfless, accept responsibility, and believe. Mm -hmm. And each one of those have at least a four or five sentence paragraph on yep. what those mean, right? And so what we have done though, and, what, and back to my story of, I realize and check myself that if I can't name them like that, mm -hmm. and I have to think about what the values are, how in the how many of my team can actually name them all? Mm -hmm. And I say our core values are so important, but if you can't name all of them off the top of your head, are they truly as important as you think? Yeah. Right. And so don't get me wrong. Our values and the definitions are 100% important. And everybody mm -hmm. agrees at that. But what, so what we did is we combined a few. And so we put them into, um, what is this called? An acronym, I guess? Yeah. Um, is, is, uh, it's READY. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's R-E-D-I-I. -I. And so we, we shortened it so people can and made an acronym out of it so it's easier to remember. Mm -hmm. And so, so you we, say, what are your core values? Well, um, yep. get ready. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, huh? right. <laughs> And so what was cool is that I was actually on a coaching call in one of our meetings, a leadership meeting and offset that we were having. And the leadership team came up with this and came back and they were scared to death to tell me because um, <laughs> they've heard my reaction before. Yeah. But at this time I was open-minded to it. And before I left the room, I, we were talking about core values. I said, guys, here, and I gave that story I just gave the audience. Yeah. And so they already had that. But they, I came back and they said, are you ready? And they kept like, just, I'm like, guys, I get it. They said it like eight times. They're yeah. Like, All right. What's, what's, what's ready? What's the joke? Yeah. What's ready? Um, and so what they did is they, the R for ready is relationships. The E is education. D is discipline. I is initiative. And J, oh. I again. Yeah, I, sorry. <laughs> I is uh, integrity. So we have R-E-D-I-I. -I. So we have relationships, education, discipline, initiative, and integrity. Mm -hmm. So. What we did there is we combined several of them. So underneath relationships, we have build positive and fun relationships, which is the same core value, and believe, right? And so you have to believe in the big picture. You have to believe in what, what we are trying to accomplish. That's what believe basically means. Um, and the way that you do that is build better relationships. Education um, stands by itself. We went over that. It's, it's mm -hmm. dual-sided, right? And that, so nothing changed there. Um, discipline. So that used to be be disciplined. But we talk about just being just disciplined, right? And so, to be disciplined, you have to accept responsibility, mm -hmm. and we believe in going the extra mile, right? And so, I think going the extra mile is a combination of initiative and discipline, depending mm -hmm. on what it what what part you're talking about, right? So, it could be I need to go the extra mile to get my workout in, what it, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Go the extra mile is usually client facing. What can we do to deliver the client experience that they deserve that they're gonna remember, mm -hmm. right? Um, our motto on the back of our t-shirts is exceeding expectations. We want to under promise and over deliver. And the way that we do that is by going the extra mile. And so I also think that that probably is better fit under initiative um, because you have to take initiative to go the extra mile, right? Sure. If, you don't, if you just go through the motions and mm -hmm. do what you need to do, no matter what it is in life, you're gonna get an average result. I don't know about you, Colin, but average sucks. I don't want to be average. No, what, what, there, there's a saying that's like, unless it's cold or if it's hot, I'll spew you from my mouth. Uh, it's like some old ancient proverb. Or Never heard that like one. That. Yeah, it's basically just say, don't be lukewarm because nope. no one wants that. That's right. Yeah. And so be authentically you and go the extra mile for your clients. What can you do to stand out? Um, so part of that, here's another teaching lesson. Sorry, I go on tangents, yeah. but part of that is... What, how I teach the, the, the team here is that we want to own the conversation about real estate when we're not in the room. Mm -hmm. And so how do you own the conversation when you're not there? So Colin, if you were working with me to buy or sell real estate, mm -hmm. what is number one thing on your mind right now? If you go to a bonfire or to dinner with friends tonight, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the culture. 100%. You're going to be, well, no, you, if you're a client, oh, oh. if I'm helping you buy a home, yeah, that's the first thing that's on top of your mind. It's such an important decision mm -hmm. in your life. 
you're going to talk with your friends about your home search, yeah. right? Hey, I'm working in real estate. And so what we need to do as a real estate company, what I teach my agents to do is I want your name to be mentioned in every one of those conversations mm-hmm. as you have got to, my agent, I've never seen anything like it. Right. They did this, this, and this for me. I just, I can't believe it. And I say, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a house or something like that. You're like, oh wait, I got the perfect agent for yep. you. You've got to check out Matt Smith yep. Real Estate Group because you built up that positive so, relationship. So I'm going to take it a step further. Yes, you you want to be the referral source. Everybody's got a guy, yeah. right? For no matter what it is, whether it's mm-hmm. air conditioners, who you're going to buy a car from, where you get your oil change, whatever. Whatever it may be, we want to be that guy for real estate, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also above and beyond that, so much so, not only in a reactionary way when we hear somebody talk about real estate, mm-hmm. to really own the conversation, what I mean by that, to really define that, we should probably do a podcast on this because this is this gets deep. All right, this one does. Um, is that we, to own the conversation, it's not just when you hear somebody mention real estate that they mention you. Yes, that you have done more than most real estate agents have done. You've done a great job for them mm-hmm. and they want to recommend you to their friends. 100%, that's our by far our number one lead source. But that's not enough. That's not. That's where it starts. That's not where it stops. Mm-hmm. What I mean by own the conversation is you need to be able to develop such a good relationship and go such the extra mile for that client that they talk about you without being prompted. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. But so it's like, so what's been up lately? And you're like, I can't wait to tell you about this amazing experience I had. Because you know that in casual conversation, they're going, they're number one on their mind. Mm-hmm. Because in the real estate business, we are fortunate to work with the biggest purchaser mm-hmm. sale of their life in most cases. Right. So if, as the client, put yourself in their shoes, mm-hmm. they're going out to dinner, right? What are they going to be talking about right. when they're just doing small talk? They're going to be talking about buying or selling their home. Mm-hmm. And so not only do we want to be able to be that referral source in a reactionary way, but we want to be that, that topic of conversation in a proactive way mm-hmm. of at dinner. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy a house. I have to tell you about my real estate. Agent. Right. Can you believe they did this, this, and this? If you can do that in a proactive way, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that is a game changer. And, and that- so I've done the math. And the way that I've done this is I told, I've done it on a big whiteboard before for the yeah. team. I probably need to do it again. Is our goal of every single client is to do such a good job, you turn that one client into three. The mm. only way that you can do that is by going the extra mile for that client. <laughs> and so turn one client into three. And so I've done this as one client, you turn them into three, literally one client can change your business and change your life forever. Yeah. Too many people are focused on, I need the next one, I need the next one. You don't take good enough care of the one you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so if you can really do that, and you, it's, it, I'm telling you, that is a game changer, 100%. Um, uh, that's a whole other podcast. Colin's yeah, yeah. taking notes over there, so <laughs> stay it. tuned. That'll be coming soon. Um, but the last I is integrity. And so integrity, anything that you do, you have to have integrity. Right. Int- integrity is double-facing, too. Most people, that's why we write definitions. Most people think integrity is, oh, just doing the right thing when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is that. But it also is. What are you, are you, are you holding yourself to that integrity? Mm-hmm. Are you doing what you know you need to do every single day? And so if you say, Hey, as an agent, I need to have this many conversations with clients to mm-hmm. be able to help them achieve their dreams. And you push that off to the next day. I question your integrity. Mm-hmm. Say, be- well, I'm saying this, but I'm not actually doing because it. Because you did not do what you said you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Colin, you and I both have finished 75 hard. I've got my water bottle right here, yeah. right? 75 hard. <laughs> um, and, and that program taught me so many lessons. Mm-hmm. And integrity is so much more than just doing the right thing. Yeah, There is so much more to it. You have to make sure that you are doing what you need to do 
for not only for yourself, but also for others. Mm -hmm. Like I said, people are watching, right? And so people watch what you do. They don't hear, let's hear what you say. Mm -hmm. That's a good quote. People watch what you do. They don't hear what you say. I'm going to write that down. 45. And underneath integrity, we have uh, stay humble and be selfless are also kind of, we combine that. Um, and so we can use that as, I mean, you have to be humble to have integrity, right? right. And you have to give, and, and, you know, to have integrity. And another thing too, we just, a little additive, I like to play with words, is in integrity is grit. Um, and so we capitalize that in our definition of integrity. Yeah. Because in order to make it on this company, it's not always easy, is it, Colin? You got to keep things moving. That's uh, right. And so you got to be gritty. You got to yeah. be willing to push through when times are tough. Mm-hmm. 100. You know, something that you said uh, earlier about the people uh, talking about you when you're not there, that, that um, so much of that plays into the um, what is it, the core values themselves. Have you built the, the culture? Have you built a place that people are excited to talk about? Um, that being the case, like uh, we've had people, um, what is it, that video that we received from Lauren um, like a little while ago, um, someone reached out, um, they had a really good experience with us. Uh, because of the core values to the point that they put together a video at, uh, of sharing their great experience. Yeah, so so what Colin's talking about, did we repost that by the way? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on its way. Yeah, so um, uh, one of our agents um, had a client send us a video that he put together to mm-hmm. thank us for helping him and his mom move to the area, mm-hmm. how grateful he was. And he shared on his social media yeah. and said, if you guys are looking to buy and sell, you have got to reach out to these people. Mm-hmm. They absolutely helped us change our life. Like, that's why we do what we do. We're not just a you real estate company. You cannot get better advertising no. than that. So, you're like, it, like, we why, didn't why, ask why this guy why are for core it. values important. Why would I do this? It's like that right there. 100%. Like, not only did you change this person's life, but the amount of marketing you're going to get from that. He's going around constantly trying to send more business yeah. to you and to have you'd be able to help more people. Well, yeah, and, and so the whole, and we'll get into this in our Turning One into Three podcast <laughs> yeah, that we yeah. do, but the whole goal of that is to create raving fans of your brand. Yes. And when you can do that, and people are now, so some companies do this through, one of my mentors, um, Andy Fursell, the creator of 75 Hard, has, I don't remember what he calls them, but there's like athletes out there that he pays to wear his brand and be uh, brand ambassadors or yeah, something yeah. to that effect, right? And they now are part of his organization. Mm-hmm. Well, what we've done in real estate, we've created that for free. Yes. We don't have to pay them. Yeah. Number one, in real estate, you can't, right? Be careful, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but number two, it's, it's because they truly understand what we are about, what we are doing here, and they want to help their friends. Mm-hmm. And so they tell their friends about us. Yes, yep. So it all comes down to those core values. They, yes, without the core values, we could do. We could be the best real estate company ever. We could sell more properties than anything else. But if we didn't have the core values, we wouldn't have any of that. Mm-mm. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about growing a company? Guess what? Our number one lead source, as far as we, we've got so many agents. If I told you, you wouldn't believe me. We have so many agents that are in line that have applied to join our company. Mm-hmm. So many employees that want to be a part of it. Our number. Our number one lead source, as far as people coming in wanting to work here, is referrals from people that already work here. Yep. Because of our values, because they want their friends to come here, because this environment is different. Mm -hmm. And when you can create that, I'm telling you, the snowball—it's hard to push that up that hill. But once you get to the top of that hill, that snowball comes down by itself and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, just like you heard, several like the the whole organization at this point is advocating for these core values. Yep. And it's just going to continue to snowball from yeah. here on. I think we're on to something here. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, guys, I think we should wrap up there. Anything else? I, I, think, uh, I think that'll be it. Uh, as far as if you guys want to get more of this kind of content, um, be sure to join the Facebook group, All or Nothing. Um, it's a private group, and we put uh, a lot of extra content. Matt goes live there a couple of different times. Yep. Uh, just And the content is, we have a backlog of content that's getting ready to just be flooded there. And we've mm -hmm. created, so we have All or Nothing Real Estate as a page. And we put some teaser stuff there, but if you want the real stuff, you got to join this private group. So make sure you search All or Nothing in Real Estate. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, uh, I think it says slash private group. Yep. Um, and we did that so that I can control that. And what we're really trying to do here is build a community of contribution. Mm -hmm. um, I had somebody, um, actually, uh, she was on the last episode, Laura, yeah. um, posted in the group today. And she texted me, she said, I posted in your group. I hope that's okay. I said, that's what I want, yeah. right? I want, I don't want to just be me. Mm -hmm. I want the community of contribution. But I did it in a group setting so that we can create files. We can create subgroups. And, and I can control the conversation, meaning it doesn't turn into... Um, a, a complaint, yeah, yeah, a complaint group, a bunch of people soliciting business. That's not what it's for. Mm -hmm. It is a community of contribution to help you level up in life, business, personal, whatever it is. We mm -hmm. want to help you become better. So make sure you're part of this group, or you're going to miss out. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then of course uh, we'll have a podcast on on the regular. So uh, tune in next time here, and follow us on all the the socials if you want to get yep. more. We content. have Instagram, Facebook, we have uh, YouTube, any of that stuff. Follow us wherever yep. you want. Um, but again, that private group is where you get the juicy content. So make sure you join. 100%. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, yeah, just hit subscribe on if you're, you, whatever platform you're using on, just subscribe and it'll notify you when the next one uh, pops up. Yeah, we've got several in the queue already that are going to be dropped that we recorded with some very special guests. And yeah. we've got some extremely special guests coming up. Um, number one teams in the world, number one teams in their market, number one teams in their state. Ah, um, some some people that are, are asking to be a part of this podcast and this movement because they want to give back to others. Um, and so um, stay tuned. All right. Thanks, See guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found this episode valuable, if you found anything in this episode useful, Please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family. This is my way to give back. So if you found value, share this with others. I believe in contribution. Contribution always wins. And so All or Nothing in Real Estate is a community of contribution as a way to give back to others. So if you found value, please share this with your friends. On top of that, I am also a real estate coach with Cheplak Select Coaching. And so if you're interested in having a coaching consultation with me, um, please follow the link below, fill out the short questionnaire. I would love to set up a discovery call with you to see if we would be a good fit. And above and beyond that, All or Nothing Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate in a positive direction. So make sure you're following us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us on all social platforms. And most importantly, make sure that you request to join All or Nothing in Real Estate private group. That is a private group that we keep exclusive content in. We do it in a private group setting so we can control what happens in there to make sure it remains a community of contribution. But a lot, a lot of in-depth stuff, I go live there. There's a lot of great content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. Um, and again, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if this, you found this of value, please share it with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute and share and make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.